Good morning, afternoon or evening everybody and welcome to Rizu, the Zoo Review Podcast. I'm your host Jack Baker and today I am joined once again by my incredible co-host and fellow passionate zoo lover, the one and only Jodie McFarlane. Say hello Jodie. Hello everyone. <laughs> Presented by Pangolin, the conservation podcast, this sister show promises to explore, appreciate and highlight the fantastic conservation work of zoos from around the world while also offering a perspective on the visitor experience. Today, we are going to be talking about Scotland's only safari park, Blair Drummond Safari Park. Found just outside of Stirling, this Africa-centric collection also features some of our favourite species from across the globe, including tigers, llamas, and our very own highland cows. Yes, yeah, it fits exactly in oh, with yes. the African Yeah, type. of course. Exactly. Why not? Uh, <laughs> as always, we're going to walk you through our day, some of our favourite memories of the safari park, the animals we loved, and some of the moments which made our visit to Blair Drummond so much fun. We will then wrap up as always, with our two stars and a wish. So, without further ado, let's get started. And welcome back to the show. Thank you once again to all of you for listening and for joining us for this week's discussion of Blair Drummond Safari Park. A now, discussion makes it sound like it's going to be very serious. Yeah, well, it's always very... I take this very, to be. <laughs> yeah, I take this very, very seriously. Um, but no, I feel like... Yeah, well, it's serious in a way, because we do have a, a bias to we admit. We do. We have as, a disclaimer to put out there before we begin. Uh, yes, as we did with the um, Highland Wildlife Park Review, because mm-hmm. I'm employed by RZSS. Jodie, come clean. What are you employed by? I am, well, I have been employed by Blair Drummond in the past and I'm about to be again. Um, so yes, at time of recording, the park is closed for the winter, but it will be reopening very, very soon. So anyone who's been listening for a long time knows that we, as a general rule, don't resume places that we work. But we felt that with this one, it was a little bit different because only one of us works there. Um, exactly. So yes, so it might just be Jack leading the charge with his opinions a little bit more and me just sitting back going, mm-hmm, uh-huh. so as not to say anything that will get me fired. But um, <laughs> yes, yeah. so uh, yes, might be a little bit different today, but we're going to go with it. Yeah. And we just felt like this one's so unique because it is Scotland's only safari park, so we couldn't really leave it out. So we wanted to just touch base with it. Yes, and I feel like it's also good for the listeners because it will provi- you will be able to provide a wealth of knowledge in the theory. Well, in theory. <laughs> on all of the different animals and things. Um, so, yeah, it will be a nice little extra, hopefully, touch yes. that, that we can do. But yes, we'll I, see, we'll see. Yeah, I guess it kind of renders the first question that we always ask completely useless because yeah. well, we use no, us no, what's no, your no, preconceived no. notion. You ask me that, but today the tables are turning. I'm okay. going to ask you. What was your previous experience with Blair Drummond? Preconceived notions? Mm-hmm. What did you know about it? Had you been before? Tell us all. So, I had been many, 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 many times growing up to Blair mm-hmm. Drummond. I remember driving there because from my house to there, like, well, you know the commute better than me now, but it was, <laughs> it's only about a 40 minute kind of yeah, drive. It's not long, but it feels far yeah like when i was growing (laughs) up it felt like this mystical place that was so far away and now Mm. i'm like it's a 45 minute drive but it's not that far and so we would go quite often like maybe not as often as we'd go to edinburgh zoo because we had the membership for there but Mm. we would like go fairly regularly like family days out take the car go along the whole fam would love it um and at that point they had like it was in probably like prime blair drummond time where like i was like 
peak childhood mm-hmm. joy and wonder. And also they had all of the like monkey, like island, like chimp island boats. Like they had like all of the sea lion type um, displays and stuff that they would do. So it was like that perfect moment for me of like wonder and magic of kids mm-hmm. stuff and just like they also have like bumper cars and all sorts of stuff yeah. like which are great for kids so like I, that's my kind of previous experience and I did love it and so it was interesting coming back now because I haven't been maybe in like four or five years before okay. we went mm-hmm. so like yeah it was a really weird kind of loop back in yeah, to go back and experience to go back it as an adult like, and be like oh do I still love this like I used to yes so there was kind of that aspect but generally like it was good it was good Lovely. um I guess like the next thing obviously is in our first impressions and mm-hmm. obviously your first impression is not really a first impression yeah. it's a millionth <laughs> impression um because you would drive up every day but for me like the first impression was was really good like we went so for context listeners this is coming out in March um or february late february march time um we went in december in december <laughs> so it was cold it was christmasy it was whatever um and the park didn't open till i think 11 which was actually quite nice because we got a bit of a lie in yeah um, i think that's just their winter opening hours normally they're open a lot earlier yeah but yeah that's uh, so time. yes we got there and it was still for me because the way that you enter blair drummond it's a safari park so you take your cars in mm-hmm. it's not the classic like car park and then walk up to a gate, you drive up to this, like, these booths where you'll then pay and go in. And mm. I think it was actually quite a nice, like, yeah, it was quite a nice, like, entry point. It's just into. different, it was, isn't it? It's a bit different. Driving it feels in. exciting because you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not getting out I'm still going. Yeah. And actually, for me, that was the first time I've driven through the entrance as a visitor. Because I always drive through like the staff way. So that's the first time I've actually encountered anyone at the ticket booth and seen what goes on. Mm-hmm. That's it, quite exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, it was quite good. And they handed us a handful of things which I have in front of us. Mm-hmm. We have um, a car like window sticker. Also applicable Who for any love? windows. Yeah. We always love that. Everyone has a C-line on it. They handed us a little map. Which, yeah, you can hear, like, listen. Ooh, ASMR. Listen to that paper crinkling. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Um, That's probably going to be horrible to listen to. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Um, So a little map that kind of has a big kind of um, layout of the park in it. Without It doesn't go into too much detail, but there is a kind of vague map um, of things. They also handed us a drive-through reserves kind of guide, which has a list of some of the animals you'll see in there. A list at the time they had their Christmas market, so a list of the stalls that were there. And then also uh, a little like advert for a farm shop that I guess is nearby. So it was like a nice little collection of things that are useful for the visit, things that are good. I always like a good map. I like mm-hmm. knowing what we're about to experience and I like it to look professional and that sort of thing. So yeah, it was quite a nice first impression. Yeah, it felt like you got given everything that you could need to yes, start your journey. exactly. There was no nothing I needed to ask a question about. Everything I needed was was right there. Um, and yeah, so, yeah, you then drive through. You can either kind of park up and go and walk around the bits that they have for on foot, or you can kind of then immediately kind of go and drive through the reserves. But mm-hmm. I guess, like, the start of the day, the end of the day, the reserves are probably really busy. Yeah, you say, like, yeah that's probably the busiest times, because generally people go when they first arrive or when they're about to leave yeah so we parked up first of all um and we went and looked so the way that the park is kind of set out there's kind of it's kind of hard to describe in terms of like this is what another one that's one thing i'll say for it It is a kind of confusing layout until you get used to it so obviously i'm so used to it now i know where everything is but it did take me a while to kind of get my bearings when i first started there yeah so it's kind of like you park 
up in this kind of main car park and then you walk up to this area where there's a lot of animals all kind of close together and then there's a big long path and then there's more animals all together mm-hmm. and then there's the reserves so it's 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 a it's a bit of a, a confusing light but we'll do our best to kind of explain it as we go along yes so we parked in what is the main car park and we walked up then to this initial kind of main area which at the time had their christmas market area it also has the kind of big sea lion house um the penguins the meerkats um the tigers uh, a kind of pet like a petting farm type scenario mm-hmm. um and that sort of initial hub okay so um, we'll talk about the hub first the hub first Let's go with that yes and i think the first thing we kind of noticed is actually one of their newest things um and that is their new sea lion development yes so when i rem- i remember when i went when i was younger like they had like this pool outside and they had this big house area where they would do kind of the kind of displays where they'd get them to kind of go and like swim around and they can get food and kind of do all the exercises that the animals like were requiring and the crowd would be there to watch that area and that inside house was still closed mm-hmm. um when we went in december because i think they're still redeveloping yeah so the in the last winter season they redeveloped it all um yeah. so they built a much bigger outdoor pool and bits indoors have been mm-hmm. renovated as well and it's looking great um but yes so between a few things still needing to be finished up indoors, the sea lions getting used to their new space and then a new sea lion arriving, there was just a lot of things going on that meant they couldn't quite get the demonstrations back up and running for the public quite the same mm-hmm. way that they used to be. Um, so yes, that's not not quite up and running again yet. But the outdoor pool is all up and running. Yes. And like, uh-huh. it actually looks like really really good like it feels mm. very nice modern especially if clean. you saw the one they had before to this one it's a much bigger space and yeah. it's just yeah it's looking really good yeah it's 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 i wouldn't say it's like the most like creative like wow there's like uh, there's no underwater viewing there's like no none of that stuff mm-hmm. that kind of like you know the things that make people really go like wow when they see sea lions there's not any aspects like that but what makes it special i think is that it is it feels huge mm-hmm. and I think what it has is like that it feels clean and modern and nice and like it just feels like a good space for them yeah like, like a nice modern space it feels like you can yeah. like it, you can tell exactly what animal would live there it's been designed specifically for them mm-hmm. so like yeah while it doesn't have maybe like an underwater viewing or things that you see in other places it does have the benefit of being like really clean and modern and I think what it works well is within that space like you couldn't really fit like anything much bigger than what they've put in there they've mm-hmm. really used every space every bit of space to their advantage and made it like a really perfect yeah. fit for there yeah which i think is really them. nice and i mean i can say you know with the benefit of someone who's been inside as well it's really good inside too this is the thing like i i'm only getting half the yeah you're gonna have the story here but i'm getting it all um uh, yeah it's a really nice space for them it's called california cove because it is california sea lions that they mm-hmm. have there um and yes very good very nice any fun facts about sea lions you can tell us um oh what would you like to know well they have i don't know they have four i don't know they have have four four now yes yes they do i think they got another one since i've been there so i think it's four now yeah Mm -hmm. so we've got a boy and then three girls Mm -hmm. Uh, what i do like is that this is something that the public can see so Mm -hmm. i don't think this is too much insider information it's just the public (laughs) might not know what it is to look at it in one of the gates at the back that the sea lions can go through to like get into the indoor area there's a funny little 
funny shaped hole at the bottom of the gate and it's basically like a cat flap but for sea lions it's a sea lion flap that's big enough for the girls to get through but not Oscar the boy so when it's breeding season and he's you know very keen and they're not really feeling it they can zoom through the little cat flap and get into a space where he can't come and bother them if they want some time alone I love that I love that too I think humans need that yeah Quite just some, some lady time uh, yeah in the back. you can yeah. see it and it's just a weird shaped hole it's a sea lion flap so they can scoot through I think that's so interesting. I it's think cool. That's, and that's, this is the kind of insider knowledge yeah. I was hoping for. That's no, so interesting. You, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you would just look at it and think, that's a weird gate. But no, mm-hmm. there's a purpose. I love that. I yeah. love that. And, and another thing I love, of course, always, is penguins. Yes, We do love too. penguins. Mm-hmm. So, yes, could you tell, what type of penguins do they have at Laird They Germany, have Humboldt penguins. Yes. Which are... Because I'm uh, growing up, I obviously like was used to like going to Edinburgh Zoo and Blair Rockland. So, mm-hmm. obviously, like they have... At Edinburgh Zoo, they have the Rockhoppers and the Kings and the Gentoos, mm-hmm. and so then to see another variation of penguin was yes, always very something exciting. Something a little bit different. Yes, mm-hmm. and like yeah, I, I like the I like the penguins. You can tell that like it isn't as new, like especially now next to the brand new sea yeah, lion thing, you can tell this older. isn't as it is it is a bit older. And I I think it is something that like if I was to pick like what if you could develop something, just change something a little bit, I think this would be the bit that I'd maybe like, just make the pool a bit bigger, just give them a little bit more kind of space to like swim around, maybe some deeper water or something, like maybe a little bit of that just to like, from a perception, a visitor perception type standpoint, Mm -hmm. like that's what I feel like a visitor would want. Mm -hmm. But I do like the space. It's a nice like built up kind of like, rocky area with like yeah there's a like waterfall. a waterfall that comes down and it's like it is nice it is nice and like yeah any insider information about humboldt penguins what is it like to um, work with them i love them we mm-hmm. there's one called pete who i love just because why that's a just funny name for him. a penguin yeah they've all got so the penguins you'll see this quite a lot in zoos if you go visit often they will have identification tags on yeah. one of their wings which will be different colors or different patterns or whatever so all of the penguins at Blair Drummond have got a different little tag on their wing and that tells us who's who and there's one called Pete and I love him mm-hmm. and I will not elaborate further <laughs> no further <laughs> okay. comments at this time any fun fact about penguins um fun facts about those guys the so people would quite often ask us um especially when it was like the summer holidays and it was really hot we had a total heat wave in scotland last year when i was there people would always say how can the penguins survive in this hot weather but this is a species of penguin who are from south america so they're used to slightly warmer climes and they can still withstand colder temperatures because obviously when they're in the water in that current it's pretty cold down there but up on land they can deal with the warmer temperatures so they were a-okay with our weird mental scottish climate that we get yeah good old climate change um people say it isn't real uh i would say (laughs) come to scotland and you will see exactly how real climate change can Mm -hmm. be uh given that all of us now burst into flames every summer because we are not designed to be in the heat yeah Um, (laughs) but aside from that we said we weren't gonna get serious and then look at that climate change change message Um, yeah um but no that's that's really interesting and like i guess like I will be relying on you throughout. I should have said this, but like, if there's ever a conservation project or something you think like is relevant to a species, please bring it up. Okay. So, like, is there anything relevant to sea lions slash penguins? Because I there forgot to is. ask. There is. I can't really remember off the top of my head, but basically, the park supports. They've got this initiative called Link to the Wild, which mm-hmm. they do. They raise awareness. They raise funds. Like they have different things on throughout the year, um, to support the Link to the Wild campaign. And there's boards around the park where you can like tap to donate and all this kind of thing. So basically, each sort of department 
the keepers get to choose a, a charity or an organisation that they want to raise funds for and raise awareness for to support. Um, and then throughout the year, they gather donations and whatnot and they all get sent off to them at the end of the year. So this, there, I think there's, I want to say there was two new ones last year that the sea lion and penguin team chose. So there was one, you can find them all on the website and all the information about them. Mm-hmm. There was one, I think it was like the Pacific Marine Mammal Centre. And there was another one, I can't remember. Go look them up. They're on the website. You'll find out more about them if you visit the park. But yeah, it's one thing that I think the park does a lot of really good work with that kind of thing. But the average visitor might not realise. So I think it's something that they slash we should shout about more. Mm. I mean, that's your job now. Yeah, like, yeah I know. I know. I'm going to have to brush up and get all yeah. the, mm-hmm. the things rattling off the top of my head. But um, yeah. 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 You know what you should shout less about because there was a distressing number of them uh-huh guinea pigs oh guinea pigs i feel like so the next you next so you, next to the penguins i have never seen so many guinea pigs and i feel like those guinea pigs if they turned could take blair drummond and like just like there were so many guinea pigs i've never uh, seen, why are okay, there so many guinea so pigs the, the thing with the guinea pigs is down in the petting farm that's where the guinea pigs initially were mm-hmm. um, and they had like their their own enclosure and it had like pictures on the wall so you could identify each guinea pig but just wasn't perhaps the best place for them anymore without it being manned 24-7 so the guinea pigs got moved up into what was the old otter enclosure but I think that's just a temporary space for them at the moment until A. something replaces the otters or B. we can figure out a way to have them living in pets farm a little bit more comfortably. Yes, I, I did. I, I love the guinea pigs. I thought they were excellent. Yeah, um, I think they are lovely cute. to watch. It's just, I, I get what you mean. If you didn't know why so they're many. there and you just randomly stumble upon guinea pigs up there, you'd be like, oh, why are these here? Yes. In between lemurs and penguins and meerkats and things that are all a bit more exotic. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. this area like is not very cohesive in terms of like themed animals. They're all interesting animals. But yeah, you go from like California to South America to guinea pigs to then like lemurs so madagascar mm-hmm. so it isn't particularly cohesive but they are all interesting creatures mm-hmm. so yeah it's a it's a random one um speaking of though lemurs uh-huh. you love the lemurs here oh i love they're the, the red lemurs. red rough lemurs yeah why the lemurs are now one of my favorite creatures and i i do think it's from having worked here all of all of the lemurs that we have but particularly the red roughs um i don't know why i love them jack i just love them mm-hmm. i just i think they are we talked about this in previous reviews but these are the lemurs that I heard for the first time making the noises that lemurs make. Just which screaming. Screaming, yes. And if you're not familiar with the noise that lemurs make, it's really something the first time you hear it. Um, so yeah, I just I just have big love for them because they're so... Obviously, part of my job is to go in and do experiences so you get up close with them and you help to feed them and that kind of thing. And you would expect them to be crazy, like little monkeys scrambling around you, that kind of vibe. But they're mm. just not. They're so gentle and I don't know. I just have such a respect for them. Mm-hmm. Just love them. Big, big love for the red lemurs and critically endangered. Yes. So, mm-hmm. always a good one to bring up and talk to visitors about. I do think that actually, like, yeah, lemurs are they're a really interesting one, and like, I it's always nice to see them. They're always like full of personality. They're always mm-hmm. acting in a way that's very endearing or interesting or makes people want to stop. And then they do have a good conservation message behind them in terms of like, yeah, the link to the kind of issues that are going on in Madagascar in terms mm-hmm. of climate change deforestation and deforestation and all, kind of and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's a really good kind of spe- mention. The one I thing also I... have a fun slash gross fact about them. Okay. Their poo looks like sick. 
Why? I don't know. Why? Why does anything look like anything? But yeah, I had been told this and didn't quite understand. And then the first time I saw a pile of what looked like sick on the ground, I was like, well, how is there sick That's in the lemur enclosure? Mm. And it's actually... Like human sick. Yes, it looks like human sick, but it's actually their poo. Which oh. kids love. Like you tell kids that and they are all for it. They love that kind of it thing. It must just be something to do with the digestive system. That's rank. <laughs> I mean, good for them, but honestly... I told you it was gross, but it's quite cool in a way as well. Is it? Is it cool? <laughs> Would we call it cool? No, it, it, it is. It, it's, it's interesting. I will give you that. Yeah. It is interesting. Um, but no, that is... Yeah, okay. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess then, like, the other question I have about the lemurs in this position, which maybe you'll be able to clarify or answer, is... So, there is a section we'll come on to later in the park, which is lemur land, mm-hmm. which has the ring-tailed lemurs, it has um, crowned lemurs, it has black rough black and white rough lemurs mm-hmm. why are the red rough lemurs not there honestly i don't know okay <laughs> there's my insight into that Interesting. Um, no i don't i don't know i mean it makes sense to me that they would put them i mean because at like chester zoo when we've been through walkthroughs they've had red rough lemurs in with white black and white rough and mm-hmm. ringtail and all of these things so i'm intrigued to know whether it's like a individual group dynamics type thing. Yeah. That like would... the red rough lemurs that are here just do not like other lemurs. Or whether it is like a, a conscious choice to be like, well, actually, we have them here for some other I think reason. it is for a reason. I just, it's been a while since I've been there and now I can't remember. So this is not me speaking <laughs> as the employee. This is just me speaking as a, a normal person now. Um, perhaps a thought would be because i think these guys live up high and they build their nests and trees and things so can you know they've got like a big covering over them yes whereas in lemur land it's all big and open so maybe these guys would go too trees. high maybe i don't know but, but truly... also i know that down in lemur land the black and white roughs are kept separate from the rest because the black and white roughs are a little bit more like food dominant and that kind of thing and they might so not play red, as nicely black... with the others so if the red roughs are the same then maybe they have to be kept separate as well and there just isn't another space down in Lemurland? Don't know. That, those are my educated guesses. But actually, I don't know. I probably should know, but I don't know. Mm, I didn't question it because I just love them too much. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yes, sure. 100% Red yes, Rocks all yeah. the time. I will support anything that's happening with the Red Rocks Lemurs. I love them. Fair, 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 fair. Um, I guess then we, we move on uh, and we continue past your the loves of your life mm-hmm. from the Lemurs um, where we can then... Shall we do Pets Farm first or Tigers first? Which would you prefer? Let's go down to Pets Farm and just work our way back up and round. Yes, okay. So you go down into this kind of like petting zoo-esque area Mm -hmm. featuring all kinds of sheep and horse and llama and I assume, I think there's alpacas. Yes. Mm -hmm. And not guinea pigs anymore. No. Donkey. Donkeys, sheep. sheep. Rabbits, ducks. All sorts of All like sorts, random yeah. Yeah, stuff. Farm, farmyard wonders. Yes, which is interesting. And like, I I always, I do love a pet kind of You love scenario. a goat. I you do love, love goats. A goat. I love goats. So it was like a nice like experience to see all of these different kind of like farmyard animals. Mm-hmm. I do think they're not particularly relevant to an African <laughs> themed <laughs> safari <laughs> park. However, having said that, there are African species of sheep and stuff in there, like scattered among it. So I guess that's kind of on theme. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a, oh, what are they called again? Is it the Cameroon sheep, I want to say? Mm-hmm. That are the African species? So where they are not all kind of fluffy and wooly like, you know, our sheep in Scotland mm-hmm. are. Instead, they have got basically like hair. Or fur. It kind of feels like a dog. Like, you know, when you 
clap a dog, feels like that. And they are brushed sometimes um, by their keepers. And the reason there is because obviously, because they live in a, a warmer climate, if they had that thick wool that Scottish sheep have got, <laughs> they, that would be a nightmare in Africa. Mm-hmm. And they would also then have to rely on people to come and shear them. Whereas if they've just got hair or fur, they can just like shed it like a dog would mm-hmm. to, you know, to fit with whatever the temperature is. I love so, those little guys. I love that. Mm. Now, there's not much else I want to ask about Pets Farm. I do That's kind fair. of enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's a nice touch. I think it is more aimed at the kind of younger audience in terms of like, yeah. it's that type of vibe if people yeah. like farmyard animals. Um, but there, <laughs> there is something I want to expose you for on the podcast, which I think is a really funny story that okay. I really want to, to bring up, which is a certain alpaca, oh, I believe. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that an okay story to share on the podcast? I mean, I don't podcast? know if we're allowed to tell this story, but let's go for it. Let's go for it. Okay, so tell us what happens. So there's just an... So all the alpacas, they all have names and they're lovely for the most part. Some of them are very enthusiastic, perhaps too enthusiastic. There's one male, I think it's called Stanley, and I remember going in to do my first ever uh, little experience down there. And one of the keepers very like joyfully telling me, oh, just watch out for Stanley. Because um, if you turn your back on him, he will mount you. <laughs> I was like, sorry? Um, so, and I have to say, to give Stanley his credit, he never did. He never tried. He was a perfect gentleman. But I'm now just always slightly weary when I go down there and see him. Um, so, yes. Big shout out to, Good old Stanley. to Big Stan. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but the keepers that work down there, like those guys, they have mm-hmm. got a kind of bigger group of animals to work with than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're so, all the all the keepers at the park, I have to say, they're all so hardworking mm-hmm. um, that you never see anyone sitting about on their phone. <laughs> like they are constantly go, mm-hmm. go, go. And they all know their animals so well. And like the, the passion and like the genuine love that they have for them really shines through. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that that does not happen in any other collection I've <laughs> worked in. It's just because you've worked it's there. It's just so, so much yeah. uh, at Blair Drummond. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that's really lovely to see. Like, And I think it shines through to visitors as well because Mm-hmm. quite often you'll see keepers chatting to visitors as well as they're going about doing their duties and mm-hmm. yeah they just love to get an, any opportunity to talk about their animals which is just really refreshing mm-hmm. yeah that is yeah I, I like that because there is sometimes where you go there are some places you go we're not going to name and shame but there are some places you go and like the keepers clearly are like we're just going to walk we don't we're here to deal with the animals we don't want to talk yes, to you yeah whereas and it's not like that here and that's one thing that both as an employee and a visitor mm-hmm. has always struck me that the yeah keepers just they, yeah they just love to talk about mm-hmm. their animals that they work with they're so passionate about it and it's nice to see that even ones who've worked there for years and years like the passion hasn't gone out if anything mm-hmm. it's just more and more which is really nice yes yes i think that's really really nice actually really nice and like yeah it's a nice little section this mm-hmm. kind of yeah. farm yard it's area farm. you're right yeah. it is a big hit with young visitors because obviously it's kind of down on their level and you mm-hmm. get to touch things and yeah yeah and also on it does it's, it's great for me as well just well um, yeah if yeah. you love a goat like jack yeah. then you'll love it it's yeah great. um and then yes as you leave there is kind of like that section where you can like wash hands but then yes, also uh-huh. next to it i think as you leave there's something that's really interesting and i think something that like blair drummond does really well which is a photo opportunity mm-hmm. and that it has one of those like instagram frame yeah, things uh-huh. where it looks like an instagram post and you stick your head through it there's quite a like, few things like that yes all where there's the like kind of transportation crates and all sorts of like things mm-hmm. you put your head through Tractors whatever and, yeah yeah like and it's, i feel like blair drummond does that really well in terms of like opportunities for pictures mm-hmm. where like 
And I think it's really clever because they do have a really big kind of social media presence on things like TikTok and Instagram and all these things. Like, they seem to have, like, a lot of very engaged followers. Yeah. And I think by giving people the opportunity to take pictures at moments like that mm-hmm. is really, really good. Yeah. And you really. always, always see visitors at them. Yeah. Like, all the every time you walk past, there's someone in those crates getting mm-hmm. their photo taken, you know? Yeah. Always very popular. Yeah. The one thing, the one thing they do slightly less well... Okay. If I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay, okay. And like, it's not a, a overly harsh critique. It's just something I also noticed at this point in that I was like, love the Pets Farm. Love the kind of like uh, photo opportunity. But then when you walk back out and I was kind of looking at this space that we'd just gone around in terms of like the sea lions and all sorts of other stuff, like that area. Mm-hmm. And like looking at it, it's a nice area and all of the kind of habitats and enclosures that kind of set around the outside of this kind of big oval shape yeah, uh-huh. type area and it's quite a large open space mm-hmm. and I can see the benefit of having a large open space for things like events or like big groups walking around or if it's really busy but what it did feel like on a quieter day was a big open a big empty space, space. Mm-hmm. and especially when the weather wasn't very nice it did feel quite like open and dreary and I did I think like what I noticed there and what I would like to see or could like see is is some way of breaking up like a big space like that mm-hmm. by putting in and because there's not there's nowhere else around the park that feels like this really it's just this section feels kind of big and open and I don't know whether it would be nice to break it up with like some planting up the center in terms yeah, of like interesting just plants something to just cuz I think it would it up. would break up the space a bit it would make it feel a bit less kind of like open mm-hmm. and kind of like just like a big empty space and it would also, I don't know, maybe provide a flow of, like, people. I, I don't know. It's just kind of something I noticed at this po- point. Yeah, I think you're right in that it, in the past, that is where, like, events and things have oh, been okay. put on in the summer. So, like, yeah. stalls and whatnot. Um, I think the layout of that area, obviously, has historically been different as well. Because mm-hmm. the Meerkat House, that we'll talk about in a minute, didn't used to be where it is now. And, like, so, yeah, it has been sort of a different layout before. Mm-hmm. So it might just be that as we've got these new buildings, it's still kind of working out what we can mm-hmm. do with the space. There is a big set of gates at the Macaque House that I think have to be left open oh, for okay. entry for a vehicle as well, if I remember correctly. Um, but, yes, I totally see what you mean. But you're right in that in the summer, that whole area is rammed constantly. Yeah. Like... So this is people. why I can see why they wouldn't want to put stuff yeah, there. It's yeah. just on quieter days. I'm like, that but you're right. Like... Something like some planting or something. Or that, benches that or just. Be... Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like just yeah. something to break up the something. space. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is. I've gone into my interior design mode where I'm Love like, hmm, I just feel like I could do with a Get little extra feng shui space. Going on here. Yeah, yeah, I was very sick last week and was watching a lot of like a place in the sun, and so oh, I've been thinking yeah. a lot about like. Hmm. <laughs> What, what can we do to make this outdoor space more effective or whatever it is so yeah. so yeah that's kind of been on my mind and so something I've been thinking about of like yeah it's good but how could you make it like next level basically is what it is okay yeah lovely I'll feed um, that back please do <laughs> <laughs> um, no I guess then moving round you then have the tigers yes which are kind of like also in this kind of random selection of international stars <laughs> um where you have, is it Amur Tigers they have? It is indeed, yeah. Two Amur Tigers. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that, like, every time I've gone to play Drummond, I feel like someone has said to me, like, oh, it, it can be quite, can be quite tricky. can be quite tricky to spot the tigers because mm-hmm. it is, it's a big space. Sometimes they're up trees, sometimes they're under bushes, sometimes they're just in their house and you can't see them. Every single time I've gone and seen them, like, straight away, I'm like, <laughs> is that not a tiger right there? We walk, we were walking up the, the walkway, and I was going, now, Jack, listen, <laughs> I have stood here sometimes for, like, 45 minutes to an hour, 
and mm-hmm. not seen a tiger. So don't be disappointed if you can't see the tiger. Like what you'd have to like brief a child before <laughs> they got there. And we walked up and Jack just went, what, like that tiger there? And I was like, oh. We saw them both, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we saw them, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, there, there are days when they'll be out and about and you'll see them first try. And then there's other days you could go back all the way throughout the day, stand mm. there for ages, and you just will not see them. But that's tigers for you, people. And it's an indication of a good space. If that an animal doesn't yeah. want to be seen... It can just disappear. It can camouflage. Yep. Mm-hmm. And given that tigers are ambush predators, you know, their whole instincts is that they're going to lie and wait somewhere and hide and sneak up on their prey. So they don't want to be out in the open all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. They are, um, yeah. And it's a good space. It's like a nice, what are the, do you remember their names? Yes. We've got female called Hope and a male called Vitaly. Oh. That's, they're good names. They're yeah. strong names. <laughs> strong and names for some strong tigers. Any fun facts about the tigers? Fun facts about the tiger, as in our tigers or just in general? Well, you go with whatever you feels right. Okay. Um, the Amurs, they are the biggest tiger, which yes, I think, it, you know, we're so used to seeing the Sumatrans at Edinburgh. And it's not until you then go and see the Amurs, you kind of go, whoa, whoa they're big. They're, big. they're yep. so big. Yeah. Yep. Um, they really are just like big, big paws. And they're still, they're both quite young, the two of them, but they're just magnificent. Mm. Really gorgeous. I love them. I really like this space as well because what we didn't mention when we were down in Pets Farm is that there's a viewing window down at Pets Farm and then you can also come up and the the tiger walkway as you leave Pets Farm is like from high up looking Mm -hmm. down um, whereas Pets Farm you're down at ground level. So that's quite a good touch because you can then try and see them from different vantage points and see if you can spot one. Mm-hmm. Um, you might go to both and not spot either, but, you know, you've got options and we like options. Yes, yes, it is good. And it's, yeah, it, it's nice. I do, I did love when you go down to Pets Farm, though, the strategically paced, placed fencing so that the poor, like, donkey that's lived on the other <laughs> side of the wall isn't just constantly looking at something that would want to, like, rip it to shreds. And then on the other side of that, the tiger was, is not just looking at basically, like, a buffet lunch that it can't get to. <laughs> Um, no, but I do like that. And I always like that when you can get like various viewpoints on the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's good. I, and what I also noticed, I think, about this tiger area in particular is that the pool size mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like a lot of tiger areas do have water. They have a pool. This pool feels like it takes up like a third of the space. Yeah. Like it's huge. And like, it's really nice because tigers, they are a cat that will be in the water yeah, they will, they will, they will go, in go in and they'll swim. splash around and they'll do things mm-hmm. so it's nice to have that in kind of a more expansive sense a more expansive sense than a lot of other mm-hmm. zoos that we've seen yeah do. and it's quite good i like this enclosure as well because when you see the keepers go out and put their enrichment out mm-hmm. there's a lot of different sort of levels that they can use like they can put stuff up trees they can have stuff in the water they can have stuff hidden mm-hmm. in the caves like it, although it's you know it's just a kind of not basic enclosure, but you know, it's just, it's an enclosure, what you'd expect. But actually, there is lots of different elements to it. Mm. That when you see the tigers then in action coming out and looking for I all their food. I don't think you've given it enough so credit cool. there. I feel like you've just said it's, but it's not basic really in I any think way. It's just more that it's like when you're looking at it, to someone who's not of a zoo mind, it's just kind of like a... A big oval. A big oval, yes. And they might go, ooh. Whereas actually, there's I lots actually of elements to it that are clever. that is... The fact that you're on a platform above mm-hmm. means you can see the whole thing all at once. Whereas if you were on ground level looking in, 
it would feel much bigger. I think what mm-hmm. the problem, like, and it's not a problem because it is a great vantage point to look, but like, I can see what you mean and I can see the perception thing of like someone being above looking down. Yeah. Things are always going to feel smaller, actually, but it's not Because actually, when you're down at, at the, the window at Pets Farm and it, you're on the level, huge. it looks a lot bigger, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I think maybe it's just a perception thing depending yeah. on where you're standing. Yeah. But I really like I can't it. I I'm defending it against someone who works there. No, no, I'm not slagging <laughs> it. I'm not slagging it. I'm just, I don't, I feel like I'm, I don't want to be one of those people that comes out and goes, yes, where I work is great. And then you are you have to sit there and go, no. You know, I'd rather go to the other side and be humble and then you can like pick it up, you know? <laughs> okay, okay. That's that's what we're going for. So Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, I'm we'll just playing it, I'm playing it cool and you can then, you know, yeah, give it Take praise. it from there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, then moving on, um, we have, you kind of go around and you see from this point, so we've come in. We've done like this big loop basically and we're continuing around this kind of initial loop with there is the macaque house mm-hmm. and the meerkats. Now the macaques where we went tamarins as well. are huge. Oh there are tamarins yeah. as well. But see this is what I was going to say about them. I feel like they're tucked in this little space on the corner and I think a lot of people might miss, miss them, them if they mm. weren't sort of looking for them. So I kind of that's one thing I would tweak in that area is I wish that their space sign. was just They're a like, bit look. yeah look at this like for the the smallest thing in that area the biggest sign yeah like, look at this because yeah. they are they're lovely little things when you see them yeah oh, yeah and they are right next to another primate the macaques mm-hmm. which is nice i like the fact that there is this big indoor viewing of their house because you see yeah. basically the macaques are part of the drive-through mm-hmm. and you can see them as you go around in the drive-through area but then they have this big house which if they're indoors you can see as well mm-hmm. which is lovely and i've actually been in there Ages ago, when we went to see one of our friends, um, used to Katie, who used to work there, she took us into that house, and it's it was really cool. There is a lot of like uh, spaces where I was kind of concerned a monkey would just like poo through the bars at me because there's <laughs> lot a lot of like that kind of like they're going over your heads type vibe, um, but they never did, and they seem. Lovely. I think it's good as well because obviously when you're going through the drive-through, you're taken in the out outdoor space yeah and it's i always like when you can see the indoor space as well yeah um which is something that i wish there was kind of a little bit more at more of at blair drummond um but yeah like it's nice because you can see in the macaque house and see just how big it is when Mm. you're looking and there was like i think four like four big massive floor-to-ceiling windows that the cleaners spend half their life cleaning obviously um if you're ever looking for a cleaner in the park and you can't find one nine times out of ten that's where they are (laughs) or the big sea lion wall which is just glass um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good. It's worth it when you can look in and always oh, got different sort of enrichment and stuff in there, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I like that, and I get that point actually because yeah, you can see into this house, you can see into the rhino house, but you can't see lions, you can't see a lot of the antelope, you can't see the Asian kind of themed part of the the reserve. So that does make sense. Then yeah, you, I feel like another couple of viewing points would be interesting just yeah. to see what the indoor space is. And I think it's because like it's more modern exhibits that get built tend to have that like they'll have the indoor and the outdoor yeah and then probably still a space even within the indoor house mm-hmm. where the public can't see so that the animals got complete privacy but obviously because some of the buildings or the exhibits or whatever at Blair Drummond are a little bit older now mm-hmm. they just maybe weren't built at that time when they had that in mind yeah. so maybe if there's any modernization going on over the years um that would be good things to start thinking about is having windows in the indoor bit too Mm-hmm. So it just, if if nothing else, it just gives the public more opportunity to see them. So that mm-hmm. if they're if they're not outside, well, you've still got a chance to see them inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, 
Yes, and I guess like it's something as the park develops more and more, and I yeah. think what Blair Drummond is really good at is investing back into the park and building new things. Yeah, like it feels sure. like there's always new stuff going on. Yeah, that could be something they could consider. Yeah, they're quite lucky in that way because they close in the winter. You know, you've time. got a solid chunk of <laughs> yeah. time when you can do bigger projects like that, and they mm. tend to, they always use that time. You know, because like, even if something. it's just like replacing toilet blocks or whatever it is. Yeah, there's always yeah. something new going on, which is really good. Keeps yeah. it fresh and keeps it exciting. Yeah. So there's that, and then. Yes, what was next? So there was that, and then... Meerkats. Meerkats. Meerkats was the next kind of... It was a new development since mm-hmm. the last time I'd been there, because they used to have this kind of meerkat space, which now I find it really hard to picture where yeah. that was. and it because... was over next to, like, the sea lions and the penguins. Yeah, but I can't, because there's a new sea lions, I can't imagine yeah. where in my head that was. Can't imagine what so, it used to look no. like. No, so now it's across, and it's this big kind of... What is it? Meerkat manor? Meerkat mansion? mansion? Yes. Big meerkat space and it's huge like it has multiple outdoor spaces has a beautiful indoor space the indoor space is good because i think like we were there we saw people doing an experience where they like are able to like completely lock that indoor house so mm-hmm. the people are having the experience like feeding the meerkats can have a really private moment but there's still glass on the so outside people so people see. can see in mm-hmm. to the indoor space so it all like works together really cohesively and really nicely for a meerkat space which i have gotten a reputation for not liking meerkats i think I don't know how I've managed this. I think I once <laughs> basically said to somebody that they are, they're not, they're just, they're not, like, they're made out to be this really cute thing and they're just not that. And I think that has been taken as, I hate meerkats, which is not entirely true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they are this kind of like, No, I, can't, I think thing. I kind of see where so, you're coming from because from having worked there, when you're standing about and people come to ask you about the animals... People will come and ask about all the other animals and they ask really good questions and they want to know all the details and you get a really good chat about it. Whereas with meerkats, it tends to just be people coming up and saying, oh, they're so cute. And you're like, yes, would you like to know more about them? And they're like, no, they're just so cute. I think you're like, like, oh, well, I'm good to tell uh, you anyway. (laughs) Yeah, like, yes, they are cute, but there's also so much more than that. But yeah, it's almost like they've fallen into the trap of people just like them because they're little and cute. Mm -hmm. And then people don't want to get past that. It's like, no, there's yeah. more stuff to know about them. Mm. So sometimes it's harder to force facts on people about the meerkats. But yes, yeah. we love them in, in their I own way. And it was a nice, it's a really, really nice space. A really, it is, really yeah, nice space. I like it. And it's actually an African animal in this <laughs> yeah. uh, safari park. Which actually, to be fair, like I made, I've made jokes about this. Like when it opened, it was very yes. Africa centric. I think it used to be called something like Scotland's African Safari Park, and it was just African very animals. African but obviously, focused. over the years, it has. Changed and, yeah, new things get added in, you know, as happens with any collection. Mm. And I, what I like is all these kind of bizarre global species are kind of grouped together, pretty mm. much. And then you move across into the next era, which we'll come to in a bit, where there is the kind of African section, where there is the chimps and the kind of like lemur land and the giraffes and the lions and all that sort of yeah. stuff is all kind of grouped together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it does kind of does make sense but it is also like here's a random selection of other cool stuff just cause um which i kind of i mean no one's complaining because everyone's like yeah no i I think it's good it's good um then what comes next i suppose like this point we had lunch yes where we we got some like really good wood-fired like pizzas yeah there there's something i'll say about blair drummond is that like the food's always great but i think most of the the different shacks and things that they have are really good. Mm-hmm. And they are a little bit more expensive, but you expect that in these places. But I yeah. think of all the different, pl- you know, we always talk about the food. Whenever we resume, we always get something wherever yeah. we go. And I do think this is one of my favourite places for yeah. the food because it's consistently good. 
Yeah. And, and like, I'm not just seeing that as a staff member to dodge <laughs> the food. I'm seeing that completely off my own back. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Whether yeah. it's like hot food, a hot chocolate, some donuts. Like, and well, like, it doesn't matter what you get, it's good. There were some things where I was like, this is like standard like zoo pricing. Like it's maybe like whatever. Like it's it's not expensive, expensive. It's just kind of like standard zoo prices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like lunch with like the pizzas and things like was delicious and really, really good. There was like, and then there was some th- things that were like, this is suspiciously cheap like mm. how it like what because remember i got that like you um, get like waffles or something so i got a pretzel i got a pretzel. warm pretzel mm-hmm. which i like to me it was like one pound 95 or something ridiculous like it was not like 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 in a zoo like a warm pretzel it, it was in a christmas market setting that's kind of what you would expect to pay for like one of these big things um and then they started loading it. They put it on this tray and they started loading it up with like ice cream and like a flake mm-hmm. and like all sorts of other stuff. And I was like, I really don't want any of this, but it's so cheap that yeah, I'm like, yeah, just take it. Yeah. Normally all those extras would bump it up to like a fiver. Exactly. Like I would have, ex- <laughs> when they handed it to me, I was like, have I asked for the wrong thing? And is this going to be like six, seven pounds? Like yeah. what is it? And it was no. No, it's like that with the hot chocolate as well. You think you're just getting a little cup and it's like cream and flakes and sprinkles and it's great. Mm, I love really that. Good. I really enjoyed that. Big, it was a big nice, fan like, of the food and drink. Yeah. It was really, really good. And like the the dough balls and the pizzas and stuff were really nice. I was so cold that I was yeah, like, it was because cold. it was winter and it was freezing. And like, I would like, it was one of those ones where I was like trying to eat pizza with gloves on, but then like the cheese was getting into my gloves and it was just like a mess. But it was a really nice overall mm-hmm. experience. And I think they're good as well because obviously they've got their main restaurant, but then they've got lots of different stalls and shacks mm-hmm. and some of them are seasonal and they get different things coming in and going throughout the year. Um, but it is good that for all the out- outdoor food places they've got, they've got mm. a lot of outdoor seating as well. Yes. Which yes. is sometimes something that people forget. Like they build the food places, but then there's nowhere to go to have the food. Yes. And there's like, do yeah, it, well. it doesn't rely on you bringing a picnic blanket. Mm-hmm. There is a, a wealth of benches. Yeah. Um, and, and a barbecue all there's, areas. There's yeah. Not like for all there's so much space taken up with seating, it doesn't feel like it's a wasted space that could be used by animals because mm-hmm. there's still there's so much that's the benefit of being in a big park like there's so yeah. much space that you can use loads of space on something like seating and it's not a bad thing yes yes and this is also where they have their kind of games and gift shop section as well yeah the amusements and stuff yeah yeah which is quite like they have like the the dodgems and they have big like slides, slides and... and like different like fairgrounds type rides and what i actually really liked and i mentioned this in the five sisters review is like I think what Blair Drummond does really well is there's a distinction between this is the rides section mm-hmm. and this is the animal section. Yeah. It's not like the rides are sitting on top of the animals. Yeah. Like it's a very distinct border, which then makes me, f- I think, as like a zoo fan and animal welfare fan and like making sure that everything like is great and whatever, that makes me feel really good because it, you know there's not going to be like really loud music blaring yeah. into that's one like, thing i'll say about it like because no ma- you've kind of got the animal bit over here that we've just talked about this yeah. middle bit with the amusements and the car park and the restaurants and the gift shop yeah. and then the other animal bit over that side and yes. when you're in either of the animal bits despite the fact the amusements are right in the middle you can't you hear can't it. hear them like no. you forget that they were there yeah and there's like fabulous like play parks like the biggest oh, yeah. play parks like i remember when Sand i was younger and- like you would I'd spend days and days and days climbing around on these things. That like, they're pirate huge. ship, I love. And I think that's young. what makes it a really good family day out, is yes. that, like, there's not just, like, obviously kids are amazed by animals, but if you want to let them run around for two hours and tire themselves out, mm-hmm. they could easily run around and tire themselves out. Yeah. And then also, like, there are the rides there, 
which are like an extra cost. Mm-hmm. But not all of them, though. Not all. Not of them. all of them. No. This is what I was going to say. Like, not all of them are an extra cost, and also you have the play park there, which is accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's not like once you get in, you have to pay to use these things. Yeah. Like they're all av- there are free options mm-hmm. that would entertain a child for hours and hours. So like, I do think this whole middle section with like in terms of like food, like the gift shop was really good. Um, the like rides are great the food like everything like the, the play parks this whole middle section in this like distinct little chaos family bubble um, <laughs> is really like really but good it's also good because if you're like us and you're not there with kids and that's kind of maybe not quite your vibe with all mm-hmm. the the park and stuff i don't feel like as we just said it feels separate so i don't feel like it encroaches on your enjoyment if that's not your thing because you can mm-hmm. just walk through that area get to the next bit and you're not bothered by the sounds of kids and Screaming. And... Yeah, yeah, it's just done really well. And also shout out to the gift shop before we move on, because something that the gift shop does that I really like is it's kind of split into two. So you've got mm-hmm. the main gift shop that we went in, and then there's this little random bit of the side that in the summer they can extend into and open those doors, and that can be like because it obviously gets busy Bonus in the summer, so it's just a bigger bit. And I think last year that was like the pocket money bit, so the the cheap oh. things were in there that kids could just go and pay for it themselves and stuff. And then like the That's bigger bit, nice. yeah, I just think it's quite a it's a it's clever, it's a clever, yeah. well thought out gift shop. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, really really liked it. So yeah, this whole like family like attraction like bit that just boosts the value for money basically of the ticket without having to be an animal focused thing was really really solid and really really good Mm -hmm. and like yeah I really really appreciated it. That's also where the Christmas market was at the time we went but maybe we come to that at the end? Uh, I mean we can mention it briefly now because I feel like yeah we went at Christmas there was a market Mm -hmm. it was in this kind of section as well. It was kind of part of what is normally a car park was taken up by this. Um, And there was like funny funny posed elves I dotted around and lights and there was a massive Christmas tree and like it was just it was a really nice like addition mm-hmm. and I I wonder like obviously working there you'll have better perspective on this but like are all of the events done to that kind of like quality of like this is fun this is amazing like we should do like because I really felt like this was a really well pulled off event yeah I think it was maybe last year the first time we've done it oh was it I, I don't didn't know. Even know it started after COVID um and it's like local businesses can come in and hire one of the stalls. Like there was a Lush stall when we were there, and local. Yeah. What I like, like is a that a lot of it's like local, like, yeah. local food places, not just like any old food places. Local things like from the Sterling area and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is really good because they're supporting local businesses. Um, yeah, just nice little touch. And I feel like the price that you'd pay to go to like a normal Christmas market, say in Edinburgh or whatever. It had a lot of the key elements that you would get at the normal Christmas market, but it's like included in your yeah ticket price anyway. So. That's actually that's a very good point. Yeah. So yes, then like another thing to mention is our ticket price. While it didn't open till eleven mm-hmm. in the winter, and I think they extend opening hours sometimes in the summer as well. Yep, they do. In the winter, like it was open till seven thirty, and that included the evening. So it meant that our ticket included the evening event as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of places. Like, if you were to go to a light show or whatever it is, like at Chester or Edinburgh um, or at Five Sisters or whatever it is, those types of experiences are an extra separate ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I really liked this from Blair Drummond because it means that if you're paying the £20 or whatever it is for a fa- like a, an adult ticket, then you get the, the event kind of included. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really good because it then allows you to come during the day, learn the conservation message, appreciate the conservation message... 
and kind of like get that vibe, but then also have the fun event in the evening yeah. without excluding anybody. Mm-hmm. Because especially during a cost of living crisis, it was a very expensive time in terms of like bills and electric and heating and all that sort of stuff to allow this more inclusive event where yes, you still have to pay for entry to the park, but you have access to this whole other fun aspect as well mm. that would be exclusive. I think that was such a nice move and I think it was a really good way of like, yeah, marketing the whole thing. I think it was really, really solid and really, yeah. really excellent. Yeah. Um, given this is a, I mean, this is a zoo review podcast and this is a kind of um, a very relevant thing, but we should probably move back to animals now before we okay. just ramble too much about this. As much as we love to talk about Christmas. But yes, this whole section, fantastic. Loved it. Hello everyone, so sorry to interrupt, but as always, me and Jodie talked for far too long. So, for that reason, we have decided to split this resu in two. We'll leave today's here, and the next part will be up very, very soon, where we'll be back to talk all about dinosaurs, and the drive through and all sorts of amazing, wonderful things um, that, yeah, that Blair Drummond Safari Park had to offer. Um... Until then, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on your streaming service of choice. We are available on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all over the place. So make sure to subscribe to us on there. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, all of the social medias at Pangolin Podcast. And you can follow me at Pat not at Pangolin Podcast. Well, you can follow me there, but you can also follow me at the only Jack Baker on Instagram and at only Jack Baker on Twitter if you'd like to keep up to date with with me as well. Um, you'll get some little previews of what what resumes are coming up and all the different work that I do as well. So yeah, please go and follow us there. Until next time, though, thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>